0: Hello and welcome to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host Ian Hardison. Today we are to continue our 32 for 32 series with a look at the Baltimore Ravens. One hell of a kind of last two years, I guess you could say, for the Ravens. They start off 2020 saw 2020, excuse me, back to back wins, disappointing 14 point loss to the Chiefs. Then they go five and one, leave the bye week, lose to the Steelers. All of a sudden, drop three straight. have some Lamar COVID thrown in there. Things seem to be falling off the rails. But then they finish the season on a five game winning streak. Lamar Jackson. Comes and he had the highest point differential in the league. They get the playoff monkey off their back with the win over the Titans. Unfortunately, fell in the divisional round 17-3 of the Bills, despite holding Buffalo to 220 total yards of offense. Obviously, Lamar getting that concussion as he threw that a fateful pick six did not help matters at all. But, obviously we're looking at truly one of the better teams in the league. Still again, highest point differential exiting the regular season, not too many pieces away from being a legit contender potentially as early as 2021 having very special guests on to help me break down the Ravens. He is prime minister of degenerate nation The man is an expert on a lot of things and follows sports closer than just about anyone on this planet, but the Ravens just so happen to be his specialty. You can find all his picks and content over at the action network and that is Stucky. You can follow on Twitter at Stucky 2 Stucky. Thanks for your time, man. Happy uh, football season. I know I know you're keeping things busy with all the other sports going on as well
1: yeah always uh excited to talk a little, talk some ravens it's a it's a really fascinating team not just because look i'm i'm a i'm a better first and i grew up fan of the phillies and i still care about the phillies and the flyers but betting is really just taking the fan out of Almost every team I have, but the Ravens are the one team (laughs) that I still actually care about. Uh, And I think they're just a really interesting case study just because of how unique they approach. They're just such a unique team. And then they have a bunch of different contract situations coming up. And how are they going to approach this offseason? So I think they're a fascinating case study this offseason in particular.
0: Yeah, truly, everyone. I mean, Stucky knows these Ravens like the back of his hands. I'm, uh, we, we, we worked uh, with each other for a few years over at the Action Network. I remember just bringing up something about uh, just a random Ravens game. Maybe they had a decent uh, matchup here. And, you know, you brought up like two or three of their linebackers, safeties, and very good points that a lot of people just wouldn't even have thought of in the first place. So good stuff there. Per usual, we're going to go through three team needs, go through some workload 2020-related questions, and we'll get out of here with a bold prediction from Stucky. So, Stucky, let's start things off. What are your top three team needs entering 2021 offseason?
1: Yeah, I don't think it's uh, rocket science here, but if you look, I mean, we'll start on the offensive side of the ball, interior, the offensive line, look, last year, a lot of what went wrong is you had, first of all, going into the year, you thought you would have two top 20 tackles all year long. Unfortunately, you you lose an all pro tackle on Ronnie Stanley. He goes out for the year. Orlando Brown. Now he's tweeting out. He's a left tackle. I don't know. Is he going to get traded? Or are they just going to say, look, we're going to play you this year no matter what it right on the right side. I don't know, but they also had to replace Marshall Yonda, a hall of fame guard and the interior was a mess. I mean, they couldn't find a center to snap the ball at times to Lamar. Uh, the, the pressure was just really bad. And look, Jackson hasn't been great in the playoff games that he's lost, but there's been other problems as well. The, the, you know, receivers, there's been drops. The, there's been a lot of you know, poor offensive line play, especially this year. Uh, I think if you look back, uh, his pressure rate is astronomical, and he hasn't been great under pressure. But during the playoffs, interior offensive line, I think, is a big need. And then receiver, obviously. Um, look, the Ravens have been – Trying to address receiver, it's it's good that we could spend all day on the receiver and the Ravens. Uh, are they going to are they going to go get a Galladay? Are they going to go get a Robinson? Probably not. I mean, they're actually in decent salary, but from a salary cap perspective, they're in decent shape compared to the rest of the NFL. Now, the salary cap's actually not going up because of COVID, blah blah blah. But I don't think they have enough money based on who they're going to resign to go out and get I, I to get a Robinson to get a Galladay are they going to settle for a Corey Davis of Marvin Jones possibly, but they've been trying to do it through the draft, right? If you look at all of the young pieces they've drafted at receiver, has it worked yet? No, I mean, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, so you could say, look, I mean, you obviously have to say receiver is the second option, but it's one of those things I talked to some really diehard smart ratings fans that say, we don't need to go get an Allen Robinson. We don't need to go get a Galladay because we don't throw the ball and you know it's like going out and getting a really nice car when you live, you know, in the country and you work from <laughs> home, and there's just and you live on pay. You don't have paved roads. Um, so, but I would, I, I want to see. I would love to see Lamar Jackson. Who look? I, they say Eric DeCosta says that he wants to get him signed here long term. He only has one year, one year left on his deal, and it's really. Hey, look, we have a, a quarterback on his rookie de- rookie, he's still on his rookie deal this year. Can we win a Super Bowl now? This is like the ideal situation. He wants to resign before this year. I would love to just see what Lamar Jackson looks like with a true number one. Yeah. Um, we saw it with Josh Allen. It doesn't mean that just because you give Lamar Jackson number one, his accuracy, some of his issues against man defenses are going to all of a sudden be fixed. But it would help a lot just to be able to say, all right, I'm going to throw to this possession receiver, this ax on third down, and I can just go up. I can throw it up to this receiver, and then it obviously just says, okay, now Brown doesn't have to be a number one; he could just be your deep threat. It just shifts all the responsibilities down. So those are the two biggest needs. That we can go on and on about receiver. I'll stop rambling there. And then on defense, it's it's, uh, it's the edge. It's the edge uh, edge rush. You have really young linebackers that I think can take a next step forward this year. The secondary is obviously great. The big wild card there, is this Tavon Young, like healthy, and is he going to come back and contribute? Is he, what's going to happen with him? Because he was – people forget he was the highest-paid slot corner in the NFL just a couple years ago. He's been hurt ever since. When he's in the slot, it allows Humphrey to play on the outside where he's even better, and everyone else kind of falls into place. But it's going to be the edge rush. It's like a Judon and Gokwe. Maybe you franchise tag one of them, but uh, they're going to need to get some edge rush help elsewhere because they're not keeping both, maybe not either of them. So I would say those are the three interior line, receiver,
0: and uh, edge rush we are in agreement and yeah with the edge i mean look this was the league's second ranked scoring defense last year like not many things to fix as it stands but pressure yeah. was if you had to pick an issue probably the one issue they faced not necessarily because they couldn't get pressure with it look they had the league's highest splits rate like by far and just finished 18th in pressure rate so hey you got humphrey peters you know jimmy all those guys in the back end that's great you have one of the few rare secondaries that can kind of hold up if the quarterback doesn't get under pressure but let's help them out a little bit right now only the jets have fewer $20, 21 dollars allocated to their edge rushers it just seems like it's been a while since we've seen them I guess really since they lost as Darius Smith they just haven't really replaced him or you know Suggs or any of these other guys over the past few years with a true blue chip edge rusher and hey if they can use one of these you know high-end picks or even free agency to go out get someone that might be the missing piece of this defense to take them from again already great but you know to the number one unit in the league potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, people, you could say all you want about Lamar Jackson, and he has room to improve as a passer. You could say what you want about the offense. Receivers, I think, dropped, what, 7.5% of passes a league high last year. There's a lot of things you could say about the offense, but the Ravens are one of, I mean, based on my power, they're one of the five best teams as of now, a lot can change going in, into next season, which means they're going to have a chance. They're most likely going to be a playoff team, and their last two playoff losses, they statistically dominated the games. They would c- couldn't convert a fourth and one. They couldn't convert near the red zone, all these fluky things. But that's part of the NFL playoffs, right? It's one and done scenario. Um, there's going to be fluky losses. There's going to be fluky wins. Look, 2012, Joe Flacco will go down in Baltimore Ravens history because he won a Super Bowl, won a Super Bowl MVP, and couldn't be stopped. But he, he completed a miraculous throw uh, to Jacoby Jones with, with – 13 seconds left inexplicably got behind. So, I mean, like these random wins and losses happen. The problem with the Ravens, like I think that their offense needs to improve a little bit is that there's this guy named Patrick Mahomes in the AFC who's going to be there. And they don't match up well with the chiefs because they have to generate their pressure by blitzing. That is what their MO is. And every time they play the Chiefs, they still blitz. And then Patrick Mahomes, of course, rips apart the blitz as he does against everyone. So, that's where I get really afraid of how the Ravens defense, their defensive identity right now, it can match up with almost anyone in the NFL, but probably their biggest competition in the AFC, the chiefs, uh, you don't really want to blitz that guy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and we see it like in basketball. I think more, uh, especially when you have those smaller rosters, not 52 dudes where you will see teams try to, you know, in the past, you know, match up with the Warriors or whoever the hell LeBron's on these days and all that. So hey, in the an NFO, when we have Patrick Mahomes on team for 10 years, yeah, you probably should start to have some of your decision-making centered around stopping what looks to be, you know, one of the best quarterbacks the game has ever seen already. Yeah. So great points there. to quickly, go back to the offense here before we move on to some workload stuff, because yeah, man, wide receiver, it's not that adding a wide receiver. Will fix all the problems. I, I thought you uh, stated that very, very well. But why does Lamar have to be the only quarterback that like doesn't get the benefit of a great wide receiver? Hollywood Brown is fine. We can have it's 2021. We can have more than one good to great wide receiver in the offense. Josh Allen got Stefan Diggs. Kyler got DeAndre Hopkins. Baker got Odell Beckham. Like you just look at the Ravens right now, and I keep bringing up these cap figures. Like they just aren't even spending much. Nobody has fewer over overhaul 2021 dollars devoted to their offense than the Ravens. Lamar is on the rookie contract. Like let's find now if it is a case where, you know, you add Allen Robinson there and he's a waste of money. Okay. Lamar is your franchise quarterback. Now we know that for the future. It seems like now more than ever with them still on this rookie contract. 2021 is the year to try to add a high end weapon to this offense. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. We'll adjust moving forward. But man, like, I don't even think it's going to take away from Hollywood or Andrews. I feel like it just enhanced the whole damn ship. Yeah. I mean, Uh, We said it before Josh Allen that he took that next step. There was a lot of the
1: same criticisms that he was receiving that Lamar Jackson still gets Um, just having that security bucket, that possession receiver on third downs, someone that can just go up and win against man coverage. It is just a massive asset to have for a quarterback. The problem is, is twofold. Number 1, does a elite wide receiver want to come play for the Ravens? I, I don't know. Uh you're, are you gonna how much of a workload are you going to get? Um that's a, that's a legitimate question. And number 2 is the Ravens just they don't seem to like DeCosta does they're, they're such a great drafting team and they kind of do everything in an economical perspective as far as these uh, receiver. They look like, all right. If I'm looking back at the Ravens the last time that they Went out and signed a big name receiver in the offseason. I mean, we're talking uh, like, uh, old Crabtree. Steve.
0: Yeah, Crabtree. Okay, <laughs>
1: Crabtree. Yeah. See, uh, Jeremy Macklin was a guy that the Ravens got like Ravens fans got excited for, who did absolutely nothing. But it, uh, but uh, on on the flip side, they went out and got Anquan Bolden for a couple of years, who was one of the key pieces for them going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was a huge security factor for Joe Flacco. So I agree with you. I don't think that they're going to spend top end money. And I don't know if a top end receiver would come to the Ravens, unless you're like at the very end of your career, just looking for a ring. Yeah. Um, but it, you, I think that you have to go out and get somebody. I mean, maybe it's a Davis, maybe it's a Jones. I would love them. To, I would love, love them to bring in Galladay yeah. or, or bring in Robinson who just needs to get on a good team. But um Yeah. It's, I think it would do wonders for him. Um, And then they can actually expand the offense. They say like, well, we don't really need a number one receiver. A lot of the, you know, the Ravens offense of 2019 was record setting, right? Record setting. Even though all they did was run the ball 2020, not so much. The EPA per play, it dropped off a cliff and that's because the league adjusted. Right. So it's time for the Ravens to adjust. You can have some of these run concepts. We have to start throwing to the sidelines. So some of that's on Lamar, but some of it's on the play calling and some of it's uh, on the projection and then also at receiver. They just, the yeah. talent just isn't there as of right now.
0: Yeah. Far more complicated issue than just pinpointing all these problems on Lamar, like most like to do out there on the old Twitter sphere. Last point it's the offensive line, the first, indeed, you brought up because, yeah, to me, I almost look at that 2019 Ravens team like the 2017, 2018 Rams, where, yeah, you had good things happening in the backfield and receivers and golf and Lamar and all that. But the offensive line being as dominant as they were in those seasons, I think, was really what kind of was the engine of those great offenses. Offenses And yeah, they really never replaced, uh, you know, Marshall Yondo when he retired. Now Orlando Brown's like, uh, getting, you know, I guess on the hot seat about whether he even wants to be there. Like if they don't make these big moves at wide receiver, man, invest in the offensive line. Cause whatever you want to say about Lamar, look at any offense in the league. O line's going to be where you're going to be able to get the easy yards. And at least in 2020, like you said, teams adjusted and they couldn't just overpower their way to those easy yards that were there all the time in 2019.
1: Yeah, I, look, Orlando Brown is going to be – that's going to be the interesting Like – I'm assuming that he comes back. Maybe he gets traded for – they fleece the Chargers, and I don't know. <laughs> he ends up on the Chargers, and they get a receiver and a draft pick. But uh, part of me thinks he's going to end up playing, and he would have to – I don't think he's going to hold out. But if you have him at just at least for a year, and there's arguments now. Look, he's not happy. He's going to be a free agent. sounds like he's going to go. Let's get something. Let's try and get what we can. Um, unfortunately, Bill O'Brien's not – in the league <laughs> anymore. So we can't, can't get like a Laramie Tunsil package, but uh, the, so it, but if you do have those two, you know, just app, you have two top 20 tackles. So, you know, from a, from a numbers perspective, I think PFF would yeah. probably agree based on their metrics. You have two, that's a great starting place. Now the interior was bad, but it was really young. So at least you got a lot of experience there. I think that you do need to go out and you need to sign someone. Whether it's like Thune from New England, there's going to be a couple guys that are that are salary cap casualty guys that are veterans. Uh, the Ravens like to sign those guys from. Uh, uh, they get compensation picks if you sign someone that was cut. So um, I don't know if it's going to be like a, a sheriff or whoever. There's a couple guys out there. That I think they need to go. They need to go get a center or a guard, a veteran guy that has has been there, maybe even like a Zeitler from the giants, just someone that's a veteran presence that can help these young guys around them. Cause I think scare has to go, uh, and someone that can just snap the ball. First of all, <laughs> like the, the fact that they, we couldn't get a staff in, in pistol formations did happen in the Lamar got his concussion on a, a staff that went over his head in the, uh, in the playoffs against the Bills. So it happened a number of different times. So I think they do need to address the offensive of line, no matter what, that they usually will do. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they do at receiver. But I think they do address the offensive line. The younger pieces get better. You Assuming you have Orlando Brown there, you have Ronnie Stanley back, starting so to be the best tackle in the NFL. And I think we might get into this, but it's, it's probably J.K. Dobbins to the moon if you're looking for a uh, projection guy <laughs> for next year.
0: Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana one 800 with it in Virginia call 888-532-3500. PFF and Sunday Night Football's Chris Collinsworth is teaming up with one of the best players on and off the field 49ers all pro cornerback richard sherman the chris collinsworth podcast featuring richard sherman is available now wherever you find your podcast they'll provide the most interesting football conversations and sports every single week and sometimes that means the discussion will venture off the field too additionally chris will be taking a dive into the game of football as he sees it inviting in the best and brightest to talk about everything that is happening in the great game of football mark your calendars you do not want to miss the best 60 minutes of insight this season and now back to the podcast Yes, sir, and we will go ahead and move on to our gut feel round again. Stuck and I are recording this on February sixteenth, so still plenty of stuff that can happen between now and obviously the season starting. But we will be going with the roster as it stands, potential free agent draft additions, and then trying to figure out just who we might be targeting in fantasy land. Want to start with Lamar Jackson though, because look, the guy's thrown sixty-two touchdowns over the past two years, and we still have people making the RB playing QB jokes. Unironically, I get it; he's not your prototypical dropback passer, but we're still looking at the number one and number seven ranked scoring offense defenses here's the thing though as you said the league definitely caught up to a certain extent in 2020 now we've talked about you know getting the line back on track adding a true number one wide receiver with that said do you think we've already seen the peak of lamar jackson or could we even see him still just 24 years old make a true progression as a passer or again is this just kind of what we have and we're going to probably look back and say hey 2019 that was wild but that was the best version
1: yeah it's it's a really fascinating question i think that having a, a really one really good reliable receiver would help. He does have to improve and look, I go back and forth with can you teach or can you learn accuracy? And I think you can to a certain extent. But I think that, that you're you know you're kind of at this point in the NFL, there's a range of where you are. And I don't think he's at the peak of his range. But I think that he can improve a little bit in how he and how he throws, especially to the sidelines against man coverage. A number one receiver will help there. But can he Get there. And I think it has to be like this year or next while he's still an elite athlete and an elite runner and one of the most dangerous weapons in the NFL because he's 20, he'll be 25, I think, at the end of next year. I think his birthday's in January. So if his contract's up and then you want to sign him, when do you start to lose? And this is probably a question you'd be better served. So I'm more like cornerback. I don't want you after 30. um, If you're playing man, if you, if you rely on your legs and rely on them, like Russell Wilson, he doesn't need his legs, but he started to lose his like really good speed. 27, 28. Now he has an arm. um, He could survive on. So Lamar Jackson, He's not going to – I don't worry about the injuries as much. I used to worry about that when I first signed him. The guy just knows how to not take big hits. I know get a concussion. Um, but I think that's overblown. Pocket quarterbacks get hurt all the time too. But he's going to – his elite speed, that burst, that cutting ability, that agility is going to decline over time. How much longer does he have that elite level of athleticism? I don't know. I mean, two, three years is, is – is definitely realistic is it four to five or is it five to six or is it after two to three goes off a cliff can he compensate that kind of drop off there with an increased you know accuracy and passing ability I think there's room for improvement has to be play calling protection wide receiver and it just has to be offseason work if we don't see it really this year um I, I for one and I love Lamar Jackson I love watching him if I was the Ravens I would I would move on. I wouldn't sign him to a long-term deal uh, if I'm not seeing any progression there because I know that his athletic ability is going to decline and you know how much money he's going to demand. And we, Ravens fans, will tell you one that Joe Flacco got us a Super Bowl. Yeah. He got a Super Bowl MVP. It's great. You, you want a Super Bowl. We, we signed him to a huge contract and then we made the playoffs one time in the yeah. next five years between 2013 and 18. It crushes you. A huge quarterback contract that he's going to demand in a lot of ways deserve. It's going to, it's, it's going to absolutely hamstring your, your franchise. So this is the key year for him, I think. And I don't care about the playoff losses. He won one, he's lost two. There's a lot of fluky stuff in those, but I I need to see that progression this year because I know that the athletic ability is going to decline eventually. He's still got two to three years at an elite level there, but it's not going to be forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, we see quarterbacks, Brady, Breeze, and Rogers, like the position lends itself to having a long NFL career better than just about anywhere else. If you can play it at the right high level, but Lamar, he's like, unlike any quarterback we've ever seen, you know, save from Michael Vick, who actually got to take, you know, a good portion of his prime, you know, quote unquote off while he was serving his time and that stuff. But there really aren't any comps look at him. We might be better off to your point, almost viewing him as more of a running back wide receiver type, just in terms of his peak is going to come in the first five, six years of his career wild defenses still have to respect athleticism and play completely different coverages than they would otherwise. Cause that's always kind of double-edged sword thing. It's that, you know, Lamar, we look at his passing numbers. And a lot of times, if you just look at, you know, raw, you know, yards per attempt and that he's ranked up in the top 10, 12 with a lot of great quarterbacks. We all know that it's not quite the same because he's benefiting from these softer coverages. So if you take away those softer coverages, that is where things could get tricky, but yeah, this is going to be a major make or break year. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. And hopefully Lamar can figure it out, but, once the athleticism goes, it's going to be very hard to catch up with it. And yeah, I mean, as great as having that rookie quarterback playing at a high level is on the other end of things, to your point is having, you know, that second quarterback contract, not playing even at an average level. So, you know, golf went, I know these teams want to, you know, resign their young quarterback, even if they show a small sign, but, you know, I think getting out of that, you know, potential bad second contract could be the move if they determine that is the way to go. Big fan. The the only thing,
1: the only thing is that the the Ravens have designed their team. So it's like, uh, all right, are you going to get another Lamar type, which he could do? Or are you saying like, we still have an advantage because one of the Ravens advantages is that they, this is, Hey, we're a unique team, right? You prepare every week to, to, and you build your team around, you know, passing off facing, passing offenses. Right. And then once a year, then you're twice a year if you're in the division. You face this team that's like a running team that's like an. Oh, they have a completely different profile. Mm. This quarterback is really fast. It's hard to match up with. So, the Ravens have built their team around this like unique. Well, you know they're they're kind of zigging while the rest of the NFL is zagging. Um, that's that's the intriguing part. But yeah, you're uh, you're completely right. And he's seeing there, so there's more teams that are starting to play a little more man. Last year and saying, look, we'll live with him running a little bit. But once once you're not that afraid of him running, you're just going to see a lot more man. He's going to have to fit balls into tighter windows, which he hasn't been able to do. Uh, and it's a whole different ballgame. So, yeah, I completely agree with you.
0: Fingers crossed. Let's get him a receiver. But yeah, decision-making time is certainly coming up onto the running back room. Mark Ingram's out of the picture. Gus Edwards, a restricted free agent. I'm assuming they're going to probably bring him back on a reasonable deal. We'll see, but we got JK Dobbins there seemingly as the lead horse. Many in the fantasy community are hoping Dobbins really breaks out, becomes the RB one in 2021. How confident are you and Dobbins really taking the lead on things? Or is this going to be a situation where at the end of the season, Dobbins and Edwards touch count probably won't be all that different.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it's, you know, I know it was a, a point of contention with a lot of fans, a lot of fans, people, how, much, how many touches Dobbins is getting. And I thought he should have been getting more all year. And then, you know, you started to see him kind of emerge as the season went on. I think that, and I do agree that Edwards is going to come back, very reliable back, yeah. but I think this is Dobbins' show. Um, I think that from fantasy is not my – area of expertise, but I I think this is a breakout year for Dobbins. I think he's the feature. I think it ends up being like at the end of the year, maybe he's 66, 70% uh, of the carries just between him and Edwards. Um, I think he's ready to go. I think they unleash him here uh, in his second year. And I'm, I'm a believer. And I think that because you're going to have presumably both tackles because I think you're going to address the interior offensive line with someone and then your other pieces got experience, or at least you would hope a little better. Your offensive line situation should be better. So, uh, and it's his second year and everything I've seen from Dobbins. um, And I'm sure you're, I mean, maybe you're biased too, but I'm uh, for different reasons, but I, uh, I'm all in on Dobbins.
0: I'm absolutely biased for all my Ohio State Buckeyes that have made their way into the league. But yeah, man, look, he can do everything you can ask. I mean, guy averaged freaking six yards per carry to lead the league. I mean, look, I know Lamar, with his rushing ability, he's giving you those nice lanes and all the read options looks and that. But truly, with the ball in his hands, Dobbins is special. The one thing I would just advise people to keep an eye on, will Justice Hill make this an annoying three-back committee? Because Justice is fine, but that's the issue. And that's what Baltimore has been over the past two years. We can live with two back committees. And today's NFL is only a handful full of backfields anyway that lean on one guy so if Dobbins is sharing things with Edwards that's fine Justice Hill is the guy that we need to keep an eye on last thing before we get your bull call Stucky I want to talk about Marquise Brown because we've talked about bringing another wide receiver but hey man Hollywood who I, I learned this year when I said we need to take away his Hollywood nickname is because he was born in Hollywood Florida so I will not take away his nickname any longer but Marquise Brown scored or cleared 80 receiving yards in each of his final 8 games despite not getting 10 targets in any of them. Very rough first half of the year. We've seen the flashes. Do you believe in Hollywood Brown as a legit wide receiver 1 or is he someone that's probably better off as a wide receiver 2 field stretcher type?
1: Yeah, I I I personally don't. I mean, he's he's shown flashes and he's an explosive player. Uh he can make Look, but he's he's not going to be the receiver that you want to rely on, on a third down when you need a big first down. Um, he, I think, will be best served if he has someone else that's getting all the attention and you can get him behind the defense, which is what he's, I think, best, best his best fit is for. Uh, so I don't believe him as number one. Now, the Ravens might say, we're not really a passing team. We're not going to invest in the position. That's our number one. That's what they've said, I think. And they, they might argue that the tight end is their number one receiver. But I, I think that, If you just get anybody, I mean, Corey Davis in there is your number one and you have him now. He's kind of the off receiver. Doesn't get as much attention. He's not playing against his number, you know, as many number one corners. He can kind of try to get him behind the defense, use him in deep threats. That's where I think he's going to be most effective. I don't think he's a true number one. Um, I think he could be a productive NFL receiver as he showed in, you know, the second half of last year. But if he's, I think he's ideally is a, a number two and some other offenses, maybe a number three as a, as yeah. a deep shot.
0: Yeah. Again, it's okay. It's not illegal to have multiple great wide receivers in the same offense. Uh, Mark yep. Andrews, obviously, I think we'd all agree is a legit number one kind of pass game option in his own right. Are, are you expecting too much from a uh, or Duvernay or are they just kind of good, good complimentary receivers? I know Duvernay, some of the design touches, they were able to get him. That dude's pretty electric in the open field. It's just a matter of getting him the ball.
1: Yeah, I think it's this it's how much how is he that polished yet? Um, I don't know how much of a leap can he take. I, I'm i not an expert in that area. I think that, that he has some potential. Uh Boykin flashes some potential as well. I had some hope for Prochet. He he has like the best hands in the company he, he can't get any separation. There's a reason he was drafted in the seventh round. So they've taken a shot on these guys. I mean, I think Duvernay probably has the highest ceiling. Um from just an explosive pot- potential, but, uh, yeah, I I still, I still need someone else in this receiver room, even if it's a run first
0: offense. Unfortunately, that man was not my guy, Des Bryant. He caught it and he came back and uh, had a cu- cu- two touchdowns. That's a great story coming out from the Achilles, but unfortunately 2020 Des was not quite the artist we were hoping for. Stucky, before you leave, man, give us a bold off season uh, take can be on the draft free agency or just a 2021 call.
1: Uh, all right. Well, it's got to be bold. Look, look the, I don't think the Ravens can do anything bold over receiver. It's just who they are. It's who D- DaCosta is. Um, they're going to build economically. They're going to build on the interior. So I think they're going to go out and get an offensive lineman. They will address the pass. I think they'll either sign, they'll probably bring back in yes. uh and Bowser. And I don't think that Judon Gi- will demand too much money. I don't think he'll be back. Um, I think in the draft, they'll probably address offensive line. Maybe corner and then receiver. Maybe you get Rashad Bateman and hope he can step up. It's just dangerous to rely on a, a rookie receiver. and You need him to come in and be the number one. But I'll say my bold call, if you're looking for one, and the Ravens aren't a bold off-season team, but I'll say uh, they end up signing J.J. Um, Watt, and that'll make uh, – That'll make, I think they're like the fifth. If you go and look at odds, they're like plus 900. I know Watt, he wants to be on a Super Bowl contender. There's a lot of talk about him going to the Steelers, which would kind of make some sense. But they, I mean, they have so many guys at that position. And it would be, I mean, obviously it's a cool story if him and his brother would play on the same team, but also it'd be a cool story if uh, it was Ravens Steelers with the two <laughs> Watt brothers. And uh, look, the Ravens, they have the, all their guys at edge are like, are they going to re-sign them? Or are they not? What could they bring? Could they bring Watt in for a cheap deal um, when he wants to get on a contender?
0: Uh, So I'll say that's my bold call. I like it. Yeah. And I mean, you said it here with the Ravens. I mean, every single off season, they're making smart, not flashy moves. So it's kind of hard to expect them to be too bold, but that'd be great. Give me JJ versus TJ twice a year. And it does that seem like, say. you know, in the, in that Ravens defense, you know, with how much they're showing blitz and stuff, you could imagine the amount of one-on-ones they could open up for JJ could be just what he needs. And he's saying he wants to join a contender. And to your point, Ravens top five team, certainly worst spots to end your career in. That's going to do it, everybody. Thank you, as always, for tuning in to PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow my man, Stucky, on Twitter, at Stucky2. That's S-T-U-C-K-E-Y-2. Truly, the guy took some time off for NFL, but if you're into gambling on hoops or anything else, you can follow him. Stucky, where can the people find your picks and content?
1: Uh, Yeah, just uh, follow me at Stucky2 on Twitter, uh, at Action Network app. All of my content's there. You can follow me on the Action Network app as well, uh, at Stucky2. Just go to the follow tab. and uh, But check me out on Twitter. Everything I do, I'll tweet out there.
0: For sure. Yeah, love our friends over there at the Action Network, revolutionizing the way we follow and track our bets. That's good to everybody. Thank you, as always, for tuning to the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. He's Stucky, I'm Ian. Until next time, take care, everybody.